Welcome to Life Thing. My name is Cynthia Burley. Today's topic is, ladies, do men find you intimidating? And if they do, how do you feel about that? Are you concerned about that? Or do you feel like some women that that's their problem if they find you intimidating? They can't handle a strong woman like yourself. And when the right person comes along, they'll like you for who you are. Do you feel that way? Well, some women feel that way. On eHarmony, there was a blog post that said, I quote, I spoke to many women who were told that they should be less intimidating if they wanted to attract a man. And one woman actually took that advice to heart. While dating a very traditional man, she pretended to be girly girl. She let him plan all the dates. She feigned incompetency when they were doing things like bowling or playing darts. The guy loved it, but she was miserable. She broke up with him, and I'm happy to report eventually met and married a guy man enough to handle a woman who knows how to pick a restaurant or hook a bowling ball. I will link to this story in the show notes. So that's the attitude of some women. It's not my problem, it's their problem. Well, ladies, you know how I think. I think that we can't change people, we can change ourselves. So we always have to take a look at ourselves and say, am I doing something that's causing men to be intimidated by me? It's one thing for one man, two men, three men to be intimidated by you. And there's a variety of reasons we'll discuss later. But if most men seem to be intimidated by you, the problem probably lies with you. I know some people don't want to hear that. Is it true that men can't handle a strong woman? That's a feminist narrative. And we know that's ridiculous. If we just look at history, there have been a variety of strong women who've gone on to accomplish amazing things. The reality, men just don't want the masculine energy associated with a so-called strong woman. See, it's all about how you're perceived. Even if you don't think you're intimidating, if other people think you're intimidating, then you are projecting something. Now, let's be clear. Some people will be intimidated by you no matter what you do or how you look. And that's fine and that's normal because we are all different and people come with different personalities. But if people are always saying you're intimidating, you're doing something wrong. And what can you do? So later on the podcast, we're going to talk about why do men get intimidated? We're going to talk about how you can tell if men are intimidated by you. And then we're going to talk about ways to appear less intimidating, things you can do, etc. about the difference between masculine energy and feminine energy. What usually happens with women who are very successful is that in their pursuit of the career, they learn to adopt certain characteristics that are commonly associated with men. So for example, men are very aggressive and focused on achievement. So for a woman to attain a level of achievement, she kind of has to embrace some of these masculine traits. So what happens is now, it's hard for her to separate the way she acts in the office from how she behaves when she's on a date with a guy. So the guy begins to pick up the masculine energy. So a lot of times women will say, he's intimidated by me because I have a very successful job. When in reality, what he's intimidated by or turned off by 
is the fact that she brings to the dating environment this over assertiveness and this ambitious and sometimes she'll even look at him as a project that getting him is a project so that's what the men are picking up on if that weren't the case why is it in some traditional cultures women are doctors i'm not even going to say which cultures you know which ones they are you see a lot of women doctors and they're still able to be in a traditional relationship with their husbands. So it's not just the job, it's the energy that you bring. And I hate to say, but as women, we have to learn to leave that masculine energy at work. And when you're with your man, you have to be soft. You have to make yourself soft and feminine. It's not pretending to be what you aren't, like that eHarmony story said, right? You really should be trying to change yourself if you have too much masculine energy because you're not a man you're a woman so what are some examples of masculine versus feminine energy masculine would be very analytical and feminine would be intuitive masculine would be striving for stuff trying to achieve things and feminine would be more tranquil Masculine would be more logical. Feminine would be more creative. Masculine would be more busy. Feminine, more calm. Masculine, hard. Feminine, soft. An example of busy and calm. The reason that sometimes a man who is in a traditional relationship where the wife stays at home feels so happy to be home is that you know, he's, he's out there, he's striving, he's dealing with like tough people and he's making these hard decisions. And then he comes home and then he has a wonderful, calm woman to welcome him home. It's so important that a woman creates a calm, tranquil, beautiful environment for her husband to come to because this is what he likes, the difference between him and her. He is man and she is woman. When we come back, we'll take a look at ways to appear less intimidating especially out on a date or when you're in the beginning stages of a relationship. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Smithing with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. So you want to learn how to be more feminine and less intimidating to men, right? You want to learn how to embrace more of your feminine rather than your masculine. Now, I remember, um, and I should point out that both men and women have both masculine and feminine traits. It just so happens that men have a lot more masculine traits and a lot of that is hormonal, right? Hormonal and some physical things in our brains. And women have a lot more feminine traits for the same reasons. What are some ways that as women, we can embrace the feminine side and project the feminine side rather than any masculine side that we might've picked up by being out there working in corporate. One way is to use feminine body language. And I've talked about this in some other podcasts, but I'll give you some examples. Crossing your arms usually shows you to be defensive and it's also more intimidating than being relaxed or sitting with with your hands on your lap so if you're the kind of woman that tends to cross her arms 
Stop doing that. If a man is looking at you across the table at a date, he's going to feel a little bit intimidated. It's almost like you, you're leaning back and you're saying, okay, go ahead and impress me. That's intimidating. Unpleasant resting face. If your regular expression is always really serious, think about smiling a little bit more often. When I was a teenager, I thought I was so cute. And I used to be walking down the street and guys would always say to me, smile, which I hated. You know, my attitude was, who are you to tell me to smile? What, I have to walk around smiling just for you? They had some nerves to be even saying that to me. But when I thought about it, later when I got older, I said, hmm, it must mean that my face appears very serious. I have that very serious face. And that could be intimidating because if you're walking down the street or if you're sitting on a train and a guy wants to approach you and you look very serious, he's probably not going to. So just be aware of your regular expression and make sure that it's not like a, they call it a resting B. I'm not going to say the word face. That's a secular term for it. You know, B as in female dog face. But if you have that very unfriendly face, that's something you have to work on. When you're making a point, are you the type of person to point or wag your fingers in someone's face? Don't do that. That's intimidating. When you sit, do you take up a lot of space? Most women know better than to sit with their legs in an open way. Do you lean back? Like if you're sitting in a booth, do you spread your arms on top of the booth? Don't do that. In fact, when you make yourself that big, you become more intimidating. I've seen tips that talk about when a wild animal comes at you. One thing to do is to spread your arms so you appear more scary, more intimidating. So if you're a woman, try to keep everything centered and small and not large. Do you wear power suits to your dates? Do you go straight from work in your power suit to the date or do you change? When you go on a date, try to wear something that has feminine touches. If you can't change your clothes, Add a piece of jewelry that is feminine so that you can project as feminine. Tone. How do you speak? Take the bass out of your voice. Attempt to speak more softly. You know, when I talk to my husband, especially if I, if I want to be romantic, I, I soften my voice, right? <laughs> and that appeals to his masculinity. I'm not saying you have to put on a little fake voice and definitely not a little girl voice, but just soften your voice. Listen to yourself. If you have aggressiveness in your tone, and that's what I mean by the bass, if you have aggressiveness in your tone, then think about how you speak. Think about how you would speak to someone if you had no aggression towards them whatsoever and soften your tone. So what are some things you can do? When you're on a date, use active listening. Listen with all your senses. Don't listen to him while you're trying to figure out what are you gonna say next? How are you going to contradict him, right? Just listen and appear really interested by asking him lots of questions. I can't say this enough. Ask questions. In almost any conversational situation, a good thing to do is to ask questions. Ask questions instead of just vomiting all over him with stories about yourself, right? Let him plan the dates. Some guys, they'll say, well, what do you want to do? Give them an idea of what you like, like in terms of what kind of food you like. Let them plan the date. Just, you know, if they say, what kind of food do you like? And you're like, oh, I like Chinese food or I like Italian food. And then if they say, what restaurant do you want to eat at? And just say, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, you can choose one. Let them plan the date. Don't micromanage them. All right. Even 
if you're a project manager by trade. If they've mentioned a problem, don't try to solve it right there at the table. Don't give them a list, like a list of 10 things to do. That's not what they're looking for, not at that stage. If you disagree on a topic, disagree, but don't let it turn into an argument. Let me give you an example. Suppose he says, I think that women should not be firefighters. And you disagree with that. And you say, why not? And then you start to have a discussion. And then you say, well, I don't agree. I think that as long as they're capable, I think they should be able to be firefighters. And, and then he says, well, I don't think that's a woman's place. You can just say, well, I don't agree. And then move on to the next topic. You don't have to be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until you eventually start calling him a chauvinist, right? Don't disagree to the point of an argument. When you go to a restaurant, let him approach your hostess for a table. If you approach, then that means you're taking charge of the situation. Let him approach and get the table. Do not pull out your American Express card and pay for the meal, right? And I hope by the time you go on a date, it's quite clear that you're a traditional woman, but see what he does. Don't brag about your achievements. If you're a doctor, say so. And if he asks you questions about what you do, focus on helping people, which is a feminine trait. Women are nurturing. Focus on helping people and how that's so fulfilling for you as opposed to how much money you make, right? Don't say, I want to be a doctor because I want to make lots of money. That's, that's going to intimidate him because then he'll be thinking, okay, I hope I can make enough money for her. No, just focus on, you know, I love medicine because I just love helping people. And sometimes when I see a patient come, come in and they're so sick and then they leave and they're so happy. It really makes me feel like I'm doing some good, right? That's more focusing on nurturing. When it comes to spirituality, give them opportunities to lead spiritually. So let's say they're both Catholic and the meal arrives and it's time to pray for the meal. Say, would you mind praying? Let him lead. Okay, don't start. Let us pray. Then you're already starting a prayer. Let him lead. Right. Let him lead. And so that will help because he'll feel like he's a spiritual leader. So I gave you guys a lot of tips. If you have any questions, please comment on the page or email me at Cynthia at lifesmithing.com. And I'll either respond on the page or if it brings up a, a different point, I might just do a, a podcast topic on it on Lysimithing. Okay. Have a blessed day. Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, he who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world.